Hey, it's John Audius. Before we start the podcast today, I wanted to give you the bonus trivia question that you can use to gain bonus points in this month's NCAA tournament bracket. Now, here's what you need to know. The bonus question is this. You have to DM me the answer before uh, the end of the uh, first couple of rounds of the tournament. So before Sunday night at 11.59.59 Central. So here's the bonus question. You send this in, you'll get two bonus points this week. Two bonus points. Here we go. Sorry, I didn't have my microphone near me. Here we go. Bonus points. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this Hollywood funny man wasn't in the laughing mood when his team lost in the NCAA tournament thanks to a buzzer beater by a badger. This Hollywood funny man wasn't in the laughing mood when his team lost in the NCAA tournament thanks to a buzzer beater by a badger. DM me the answer. You'll get bonus points this week. Let's get on to the What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet and the John cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play -play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. Hey, welcome in. This is the John Cast Podcast, episode number 38. And we've got a couple of great guests on today's show from the ESPN Wisconsin show, Rutledge and Hamilton. It's Rutledge and it's Hamilton. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, how are you guys today? What's up? Fantastic. How are you? Good, good. Simple enough, right? The, the, the name, it makes yeah. sense. How did this show come about, guys? Well, Matt, I'll let you first kind of tell a story how you got involved because uh, it was actually right around this time uh, about a year ago. I went on vacation and uh, you were a regular caller of the station and you filled in when I was out. Yeah, so uh, I called in a lot. Uh, not really a shy guy, so it was, made a lot of sense to uh, call in and throw in my uh, my two cents, so to speak. And then, uh, yeah, they after coming in a couple times, obviously some normal interviews where I wasn't a caller, where they just wanted to have me on for the gold medal and whatnot. Um, they asked if I wanted to sub in once and see how I did. And I, you know, I had a good time with it and I told them I was interested in maybe doing it some more and we just ran with it. Because you're a huge sports fan, right? You're a huge Wisconsin sports fan. So this kind of, yeah. is this something you've always kind of been itching to do is, or maybe it's probably obviously something you've been doing with, with your friends forever. Yeah. So, about I mean, sports. That was yeah. more of it. Was it, it wasn't like, Oh man, I want to be a radio sportscast guy. Like it was more like I like talking sports with my buddies, and I've been having these takes. And obviously, the people that I've been calling into have been really cool. So I was like, man, I'd love to chat sports with them and see how that goes. So fortunately, Jim was uh, fun to talk sports with. We can get a little combative with Packers Bears rivalry, but I think that makes for a juicy show. So uh, yeah, we just have a good time with it. Yeah, by the way, we almost have the entire NFC North here. I'm a Vikings fan, so we're just oh, it's, missing. It's, way, it's always, in my experience, it's way harder to find a Lions fan out there. It was yeah, that part of the North that matters. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Hey, uh, just a reminder to everyone listening to the podcast, it is brought to you by Ian's Pizza in Madison, three locations in Madison. And sign up right now. We've got the Ian's Pizza JohnCast podcast bracket contest, and we're giving away a 58-inch TV. You have until the games tip off on Thursday. It's really simple. takes like 30 seconds. Also brought to you by me and Julio. And me and Julio has monthly specials. 
in the month of March, um, including their Reuben sandwich for $15, the Rainbow Trout tacos for $16. And then when the tournament kicks off on Thursday, $4 green margaritas, $4 green beer, and $18 corned beef and cabbage at me and Julio. And also brought to you by Scotty T-shirts. I've got the John Cass podcast collection of T-shirts. They're different sports-related theme um, tees, and you can go check out those um, at John Cass Podcast. Dot com. All right, so the, the show is now underway. You guys were introduced to each other, and, and that's how you got underway. Um, and, and I was listening to the podcast um, um, just before the episode here. What do you guys have going on this week? Are you doing like some challenges or something like that? I heard you guys were doing challenges, and it really sparked my interest. What's What are the challenges? Not to give away too much, but what's going on there? Well, as you uh, have your own thing going on here, it's it's March Madness. So there's a lot of different stuff going on. And uh, we're doing something, one, with uh, our friends at Ho-Chunk and Madison. We're going to – one of us is going to have to pay off a, a bet at Ho-Chunk and Madison. We are going to uh, – Matt and I are going to compete, uh, and that will be at ESPN.com, the, the bracket challenge on there. We're going to compete, and the winner gets to – or the loser actually has to do the amount of jackpots, not the dollar amount, but how many people won jackpots, either in push-ups or sit-ups, uh, it'll be April 8th. We'll be at Ho-Chunk uh, in Madison to pay off the bet. We have to go on stage there, and uh, it'll be one of us oh, doing I was told it's between like 80 and 100 is usually the amount of winners the day before. So uh, luckily, we have the choice. You can do 44. You can do however, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you can pull off. So uh, Matt and I, uh, we'll see what we can do there. I mean, you're not going to – I don't know if you guys can do I couldn't rip off 80 push-ups. I'd no. have to. I mean, it no. would take a while. Yeah, it would take I a rip long off time. about forty, and then I got to do some sit ups and <laughs> take a break. Right, right. I, I would split that up. I think that's what I would do. Or yeah. I, you know what? I could do eighty sit ups. I could do eighty sit ups. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. Next day, I might not feel too good, but I could. I think I could do eighty sit ups. But the push ups yeah. would be something. Um, I got to ask you a question too, because Matt, you were talking about how you put a dog collar on it as a child once. Or your father convinced you to put a dog collar yeah. on, a shock collar, um, which was not just the dog collar. It shocked you, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it got me thinking about kids because you don't have any kids. Jim, You, I believe you have some children, correct? Two, two girls. Okay. So, Matt, you're going to figure this out too. Daylight savings time. Does it suck? Yes or no? Because when you have a child, they're they're they don't care about the time. Their body is their own time. And so mm -hmm. everything gets screwed up. So... Uh, thoughts on daylight savings time? You know, I'm going to go outside the box on it a little bit that uh, I've now with two young kids, I'm enough of a morning person. So on Sunday morning, I woke up. Uh, I was up by the time my oldest daughter got up and she's the one that gets up first. So it's 548 for her body clock. It's obviously 648. So we yeah. actually do it. You, you kind of, you know, what, you cut the day short. Yeah. my It's the day after is the problem. So my wife runs in on daycare. She's already telling me that today is a disaster. You can get through the first day because you can cut the day short. You lose an hour. Everything's just faster. You figure out the lunches over time when the, at 8 and 4. I don't know. Or excuse me, Nola's 5 now. So at 8 and 5, it gets a little bit easier. Uh, but then you just kind of throw a movie on at the end of the night and get them to bed a little bit, I guess, early, depending on the actual time of things. You kind of just shoot the middle. So I'm actually pro uh, daylight, you know, jumping ahead an hour because it cuts an hour out of the day and most days can get exhausting. It's when it rolls back that day is like a whole extra hour. Everyone's shot. So I actually go the other way that when you roll back, it gets harder because everyone's a little bit more tired. So something to look forward to, Matt. Oh, yeah, man. you're going you're gonna to find I'm that out, Matt. I and are you forward to the extra hour? <laughs> you are. 
Yeah. 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 Yesterday was, or I mean, yeah, yesterday was rough because we had a 11 o'clock game, which is yeah. essentially a 10 o'clock game. So I was like, no, <laughs> this is my first morning game all week. <laughs> By the way, congratulations uh, on that on that mixed doubles championship, the 2022 U.S. Mixed Doubles National Champion, right here, Matt Hamilton, along with his sister Becca Hamilton. So you're you're a national champ. So I wear my volleyball sweatshirt because they are yeah. also national champions. So that oh, was yeah. the connection connection to to you there. What was what was what was that like winning that that 2022 National Mixed Champion? It's sweet, you know. Uh, that was my second time winning the nationals. Uh, third time winning like. Uh, national event like that and it's always fun doing it with your playing with your sibling because i've known her for so obviously my whole life and it's it's always been awesome seeing her compete and get better but the cool the really cool part was it was hometown this time so like we were clear yeah. favorites uh, you know i kind of felt like uh kind of felt like the rams or the buccaneers the last two years <laughs> of the super bowl you know what i mean and playing the biggest game of the season as far as uh, national championships are concerned yeah and I get to do it on home soil and go to bed at my own house. Yeah, I like your right background. There. I mean, that they set that up really, really, really nice. It looks fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a cool venue, and uh, the ice was in pretty good shape. He was like, you know, the floor is kind of rough. Like, we'll see what we can do. And I thought the ice was fantastic. So it worked out great. And, yeah, now I get to go to Switzerland for the world championships. Ooh, man, you've been all over the world, right, with curling, obviously. Do you, How many countries have you been to? um being able to, to play this sport i haven't really counted but probably like nine or ten okay um into a couple asian countries canada i go to quite a bit a couple in europe so yeah we get to we get to bounce around a lot it's the fun ones are when you get to like repeat mm -hmm. locations because then you kind of get an idea for where to get the good food and you've kind of met people and kind of plan some events around that like we go to japan every year and i love going to this small town called Kirazawa and it's like an hour west of Tokyo like we fly into Tokyo and take a bullet train there and I know all the good ramen spots I know everywhere to get good food in Kirazawa so that's, that's like so cool. the most fun part is just kind of like getting a vibe for a place getting to go back yeah that's awesome you know uh, watching curling over uh, you know the the during the Olympics one thing that kind of stood out to me and um, it's just the coverage of of the mic being mic'd up and being able to have that access where you listen as a fan to the strategy. I think that's pretty cool. Um, what do you think of the television coverage fans get to see? And are you ever worried, because I would be, that if I'm competing with something that I'm very passionate about and I'm mic'd up, that I'll let a couple F-bombs or, or slip or something like that? Yeah, I uh, we fortunately were nice enough to uh, get eased into this where – uh, before they started dropping fines on you for swearing, but it, it's a thing. So you got to like watch your mouth a little bit, but it's kind of the neat part about the sport is people get to see like my personality on the ice and it's way more like engaging than someone in a football helmet. That's, you know, just running really hard. Like I'm literally talking as I'm playing and then talking strategy. So you get kind of that real inside look at a, a how curling brain works, I guess, during the game. So it's uh it's been a lot of fun and obviously it's like I said it's 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 interesting playing with my sister but you I gotta watch my mouth because it's my sister I can't be mean so <laughs> for two reasons one I want her to play good and not be mean and then two I can't say anything because I'm mic'd up. <laughs> out. Uh, but how about the NCAA tournament? What are your guys' thoughts on the Badgers? How far can they go playing in Milwaukee? In Milwaukee, I mean they got a sweet 
sweet uh, setup here. I think they can at least get to the Elite Eight without a lot of problems because what if they win in Milwaukee, they end up in uh, Chicago. So um, I think the matchups are favorable. Their legs are fresh. Um, they're coming <laughs> off a few losses. Uh, really, it's, it's just how far – I'm a big believer the Badgers have to slot. And if Johnny plays at his best and then you have Tyler and Chucky as your two and three leading scorers and then Brad's there to – to play some defense and knock down the shots that are available. That's when this team is dominant with the, the higher up uh, that the more points Brad has to score for this team to win, the less likely they are to win. And that's why I just think that Johnny uh, Tyler and Chucky, if they're all taking care of business, then Brad's available to knock down the shots when he needs to and pick up some key rebounds and make some free throws and knock down a couple threes. That's when this team's at its best. So hopefully they get back to that, which really starts Johnny at the top. Matt, what do you think is going to happen with the Badgers in the tourney? A nine o'clock at night tip, by the way, on Friday, basically. Yeah. So I think they'll, I think they're going to bounce back and get a win here early. But the Badgers, they just seem to be one of those teams that, like, they they were definitely hot during the regular season, but they needed on the big games, like must-win games, as far as being outright Big Ten champion mm-hmm. against Nebraska in the last game of the season, or just uh, winning a game in the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, like we kind of failed to do so. So I don't quite see him elite eight. I could sweet 16, I think would be a win. And then I'm kind of seeing, you know, maybe a rough game in the round 32. Mm, yeah. So, so final four is, what is the percentage chance of a final four? Well, it's gotta be single digit. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say 10. So, I mean, Matt and I are close. You go a little lower than that. I just don't, I just don't see this team being able to put it together enough. They won all the – what do they win? Uh, 15 straight games by six points or less. Right. And I worry that's catching up to them. It's yeah. not like it was luck before, but it's exhausting uh, to win all those games. And Johnny's the reason why. And this is the wild card is these are all new opponents. And the Badgers have always been dependent on how the game's called. I don't care what right. team it is. Uh, outside of, like, when they had Frank and Ben and, and Sam, that's why the team got the back-to-back Final Fours. Every other Badger team I can imagine is very dependent on how the game is called. Yeah, that's a good point. That that winning streak, that thing, uh, that stat kind of bothered me too because I was wondering like how much of that is – I mean, okay, so number one, I think winning close games helps the team no matter yeah. what. Like there's got to be some sort of confidence boost with that. Um, so there is a benefit to that. But then I just thought – I was just thinking like statistically speaking, this thing's going to catch up with them sooner or later and you can't yeah. expect to keep keep winning like that. And that was one of the things that, that scared me about this team. But – if there's ever been a a team that knows how to win a close game, and if you're going to get these tough close games in the tournament, it's obviously the Badgers doing something that no team's done since like '86. So there's got to be some some sort of positive from that stat too. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Experience is, experience is massive when it comes to uh, getting into a situation like that. Obviously, tight yeah. ones can be nerve wracking, and if you can kind of push through the nerves and do your job, and the Badgers I- prove that they've been able to do that. How do you push through the nerves in a curling match, by the way? You just got me thinking here. How does that? It's probably, it's probably similar to the basketball team. Like when you're used to something and, you know, it's like this is the same basketball court, it's the same size of voice played on, <clears throat> the ball's the same, like just go out there and play. So yeah. it's kind of like, I guess, with me and curling, after that first couple shots, I'm like, you know what? This is no different than any other curling I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and have some fun with it. Okay. We were – uh Matt and I were golfing uh, first few times we were golfing, and I, I turned to him. It was like a, a putt and like a scramble. 
And I'm like, dude, this is nothing to you, right? He goes, yeah, absolutely. Once you win a gold, <laughs> this is nothing. Because the rest of us, you want to make a putt and a scramble. Yeah, it's not that important, but you're competing. You want to do well. And, and, you know, you want someone to make a long putt, give it to Matt. Because he it does not phase him at all because he could give a crap about the scramble. Yeah, it's, the about, it's, it's more like uh... – Yes, the nerves aren't going to get to me. It might just be my lack of ability to hit. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was just say, you know what? Could a curler be a good putter? Like, if you really practice, because obviously you're moving something along a surface, right? right. You're trying to get it. So I don't know. I'm just I'm brainstorming here. No, I, there's a lot of curlers that are good golfers. I'm okay. Um, That's a good golfer. He says he's okay. So okay. I've shared a story before, but he says he's okay. The first time I go golfing with Matt, we go to the bridges. If you played the bridges before, on hole number one. Uh, Matt, it was your shots, but I just want to set that he can describe his shots, but Matt sets it up and we're going with a buddy of ours. And I'm like, Hey, I don't get out a ton. I just like to get out and have some fun. I'll hit some good shots, bad shots. So as long as you're not serious about it, we'll have a good time. Uh, we're just getting to know each other. I think I just maybe went over to, to Matt's for a charcuterie board before that. And we're just, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, all right, well, let's just get to know Matt more. And he's like, I'm not that good either. I just like to get out and you know, have some fun. He's got custom clubs, custom bag, uh, but then he comes out and hole one. You can describe how you got yourself uh, and how you hold out there. Um, well, one's kind of tight and kind of uh, uh, yeah. kind of short, so I decided to take five iron off the tee and absolutely nuked it. <laughs> probably hit it like 215 yards of the five iron into the fairway bunker, probably 60 yards from the hole, and uh, it was like the bunker was washed out and there was water in it. So I was yeah. like, Jim, can I just move this to the edge? It's like, yeah, whatever. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like unplayable kind of situation. Yeah. So you get you get a free drop. Yeah. And uh yeah, I put it on the edge of the bunker and chipped it in. Eagle two to start the round. <laughs> He's like, you sandbagging son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I've never had an eagle. I've never been close to an eagle, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The best I can do if I get two birdies a year or something like that, I'm like, boom, two yep. birdies. Yeah. <laughs> this summer but i don't do you guys go through this with golf um i don't know you all year long golf guys no I because wish. <laughs> I, I just was looking at my clubs in the basement i'm thinking i had no desire to golf for the last few months but once you start go golfing that desire just ramps up and that's all you want to do we i get out the we do some shows out of x golf and i get out there and i'll take some swings so the indoor golf stuff uh it's pretty close um once i got through the nerves of like i felt like i was going to break something uh, I can kind of get used to it, but I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I just was out looking for some new clubs. I was actually going to ask Matt uh, before I bought any, what else should I should add in my bag since this guy uh, is the professional here. That uh, you know, yeah. What other clubs should I get here before I fill out my bag? Okay. Yeah, you got 14 uh, spots. You got to make sure you got the right ones. Right. <laughs> exactly. The right ones, yeah. I've never even counted my clubs. I'm sure I have the uh, legal amount of clubs. Um, all right, guys, a couple of final sports questions for you guys. Uh, obviously, the big news Packers-wise, well, Devontae Adams says he's not going to play on a franchise tag. That just came out. Um, so what what do you think will happen with Devontae? And then I heard you guys talking, too, about the Aaron Rodgers four-year contract, contract extension. Not that it's going to keep him in four years for four years in Green Bay, but how many years does Rodgers play for the Packers? So two-part question. What's going to happen with Devontae? And then how many of the four years will Rodgers play on that contract? Uh, it sounds like you – know, I don't have, like, amazing – it feels like this is a two like a four-year deal with maybe two voidable years for Aaron, if I had to guess. Yeah. And so I would say that I would go with two years. That's why Aaron's putting that tweet out where it says 
um, hey, this isn't this isn't what this isn't signed. This isn't exactly what the deal is. Because so I think there'll be two voidable years on it, which allows the Packers to move some money around. I know what voidable years are. I don't know enough about how that affects the salary cap, but I would imagine that's what it'll be. And so, if I was placing the over under, I'd place it at two. Okay. You know, uh, really make it difficult for people. But uh, Matt, I don't know where you're at. You can talk about Devonte too. Yeah, I'm. I'm also with you too. I think he's going to play this year. We'll have a good year. There's. I'm sure that they're setting up the cap to be pushed beyond two years because they're probably just betting Rodgers has at, at, at as little as two years left, right? So I think they're pushing the cap out for everybody so they can kind of have two real competitive seasons. And um, as far as Devontae, uh, they, that, that, I'm not surprised that he doesn't want to play on the, uh, on the franchise tag, but that franchise tag bought the Packers until like July 15th or something right. to get a deal done. So I think they're going to try and get a deal done. I think that this was just like, okay, we need to keep negotiating. We're not on the same page yet. So I think you just pushed off the deal date into the future. Yeah, the one concerning part was one that I, I didn't know this actually. So the franchise, Devontae doesn't get fined. He doesn't have to show up till week one. That's the that's the time his money's affected. He can sign the franchise tag week one and then collect all of his $20 million. But also, um, when they say they're really far apart, like that's concerning because what's going to change? So at some point, someone's just going to have to give. And I wonder if Aaron has to apply more pressure to get him to give more. Yeah. Okay, guys. I, I wish we had more time. I'd get it back a little bit more into the background of curling and whatever. And I wish the stupid internet would work because I thought the poll question thing was going to be kind of like this fun segment. I put it out on Twitter. We check yeah. the poll question. It'd be fun. But I didn't expect the internet to totally shut down. Um, you guys you guys got a show to do. So thank you yeah. so much for just taking a few minutes to talk to me on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. All right. See you yeah. later, guys. That yeah. is Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. Rutledge and Hamilton. You can check them out on ESPN and Madison, and uh, it's from two till four, two till four, Rutledge and Hamilton. Fun. And this is the curling uh, arena in Madison where Matt won with his sister, the Mixed Doubles. A reminder once again, me and Julio, go check them out on tournament uh, Thursday. As the tournament opens, they've got green margaritas, green beer, and corned beef and cabbage for just $18, $4 margaritas, $4 pints of beer. Plus, you can always... Uh, go to johncastpodcast.com and sign up for the Ian's Pizza Bracket Contest. One winner is going to get a 58-inch television. Johncastpodcast.com. Go buy a T-shirt. Support the podcast. I've got the Don't Get Bored, the latest one, with uh, reference to the advice that Chauncey Billups gave the volleyball team uh, on how they handle the year after winning a championship. Uh, we've got uh, the... Uh, Giannis quote about being humble. We've got a Chico, California t-shirt. Just go check it out. Uh, JohnCastPodcast.com. Thanks for Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton for taking some time today to join this podcast. Uh, the whole the poll question thing bothers me because I thought that was going to be really fun. I really didn't think that was going to be fun. And then the internet, if you were watching on Spotify, like the whole video podcast just shut down. It just just did not work at all. But hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I got another one, uh, Badger related, coming up later this week. Um, and once again, thanks for listening. As always, goodbye. See ya.